Hey, Jocelyn here. Welcome to Business Accelerator Podcast, where I share with you stories, strategies, and tips to fast track your business results. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. My name is Jocelyn Chong, and I want to welcome you back to this new episode of Magnetic Business Accelerator. This week, I have got a guest from Queensland, Australia. If you've never been to Queensland, it's the sunny state of Australia. I've been there just a couple of weeks ago and spent some time up north and down south, and their beaches are absolutely amazing. Plus, their seafood are, wow, glorious. So I wanted to welcome Christy Innes this time to my podcast. She is a corporate escapist, but we'll learn a little bit more about what she do and what she focuses on in her media company. And, um, you know, let's really welcome her to start off with. Christy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Awesome. So... You're a corporate escapist. Tell us, what were you doing before you left the corporate world? Yeah, so I worked in management for 22 years in multiple different roles um, and had obviously staff that I was managing and worked on multiple like high-level projects as well. So I loved it, um, but obviously now I know what my true calling is. Absolutely. It's so interesting because when we met up, um, there's so many similarities between what your profile is against mine. You know, I was also in corporate for 22 years in the banking and finance world, working for the largest bank in Australia. And when I heard about your profile, it's like, wow, you know, it's amazing to meet someone who is on the same journey and also creating a business post-corporate, which gives a lot of hope to a lot of people who want to also do the same. And I think, you know, gone are the days where we just rely on one sole kind of ambition or career path. Now it opens up to new opportunities. And so from there, you left corporate and now you have got your own media company. So tell us a bit more about, you know, what your media company focuses on. Yeah, so it's all around stories and the power what stories can do to inspire people but also for a business owner of how it can actually set your business apart from everybody else because let's face it there's so many different businesses out there and we're all very similar but the only difference is you and as a business owner you should be sharing your story and I want to inspire people to let them know what is possible and you know what people's passion is as well to let them know like you're saying you know that you can be multi-passionate about so many different things. Mm, Absolutely so Tell us your journey on marketing your business. You know, you left corporate and you had to make your business known to the world. How did you go through that transition period? Because that's usually what a lot of my clients needed to move on the path, the bridge, I call it, to move to their own entrepreneurship, you know, focus and owning their own business as well. What was your path like when you bridged that gap? Oh, uh, it was, it was a roller coaster because I, I had a not so gracious exit for corporate. So I actually got sick. And so I wasn't able to work anymore. And then obviously went on a, a huge journey. I call it a pity party for a few years because it was the poor me, why me sort of situation. 
But then obviously learning to obviously own who I was without my corporate identity, that was probably the key part to it because obviously you can understand, you know, working in corporate or working in a job for 22 years, when people say, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah, I'm working here or I'm doing this. But if you don't have that, it's very hard to sort of work out who you are without a job title. So that really was the first step to actually find out who I was and then working out, well, what set me apart? And it was my personal experience, what set me apart from everybody else. And that was the passion that I brought into it because I didn't want people, A, to go through what I went through, but also, too, that to be that sort of beacon of light for people to let them know what is absolutely possible, that you can transform, you can start at any age with it. And that's when I discovered stories and discovered that I had to own my story, but then when I could actually share it in a way that was so authentic, that's when people started to notice because it wasn't this high-level marketing ad or, you know, the, the shiny lights and all those sorts of things. It was you, and that's how people really resonated, and that's how I've been able to grow the business over the last couple of years. Mm. Well, for those of you watching the YouTube, you would see her beautiful background and her face and a color palette. But for those who are listening to this audio, she's wearing such a vibrant color, lipstick, and it's just lit her up. And of course, the background is so amazing. But those areas also presents and brand who you are, in addition to the corporate story that you transition across. So Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, that transition never was easy, but it's a transition like anything that we go through. You know, I always use the analogy of um, the caterpillar moving through the cocoon and then become a butterfly. And if we can see that metamorphosis of that journey to reflect that on your own, it can make such a big difference. And that is your story then. So you moved to discover storytelling. Did you knew that storytelling was exactly what you wanted to focus on or you had other things in mind that you wanted to do when you left corporate and that, you know, over time, storytelling becomes such a key focus in your business that you wanted to inspire others to do? Yeah, I started actually coaching um, and it's, funny because I'm actually going back into the coaching because I feel like there's such a need for it but it's almost like being a child again and actually discovering like all the things that you liked and so I was in a fortunate place where I could explore all the different things and I think that everybody should have that opportunity in their life to just sort of you know play again and sort of work out what lights you up what makes you happy and I really then discovered that it was stories I was feeling like I was getting motivated and inspired and if that was happening to me by from me interviewing people I'm like oh no imagine what the ripple effect that's going to be like around the world so it it was sort of like I don't know, it was like being in the sandpit, you know, building again and, you know, having some fun to sort of work out what it was. But I really wanted to just focus on what was lighting me up and what I could be so passionate about. And then, yeah, started a business from that. Yes. And I think it's so important to go through that. You call it, you know, being in the sandpit and play and discover. Because as you know, in the playground, there's so many different um 
areas that you can, you know, play with the swing, the seesaw, you know, the slides. But until you play it, you don't know which one truly lights you up the most. And the one that lights you up the most comes naturally. And so I think for our audience listening is coming to you as an encouragement to continue to discover who you are and to also, you know, allow those talents within yourself that maybe had been um, put away for a while, but it's time to show up now and it's time to reveal itself. So I think that's so important to play and to also shift that identity. Earlier, you mentioned around, you know, shifting the corporate identity to your own um, business world and owning your own um, personality and identity as well is a shift over time. And once you do it well, you do it, you know, to really, really make a difference in the globe as well. You know that, you know, um, as you create, you know, your program, as you go out and reach to others, there's always that fear that people come across. And the common ones that I always come across with my clients are imposter syndrome or, you know, fear of success or money beliefs. Those are maybe common, but had you had to overcome some of your own false beliefs and if you have got them, what were they that you overcame? Mm. Well, part of my story is I actually had to file for bankruptcy. So the money story was such a huge thing. Like who's going to want to work with somebody who's been bankrupt? Who's going to, like there was all that negativity that was sort of going around. Um, I was, when I first sort of um, started my business, I was in my early forties. I'm like, oh, who's going to want to work with, you know, somebody older. Like there was just I, they're now just stories, stories that I told myself um, with it. But the money stories were still big. And I think they still play a part because as you sort of go through different levels of growing your business, you know, like you, uh, I mean, I had a look last night, like I've 200x my business in the last 12 months. Now, I mean, that's insane. And that will still then go, oh, well, that's it. I've hit the ceiling, you know, all those sorts of things. So I think no matter where you're at in your business, you're always going to have stories with it. But money stories were my biggest one. And just the belief in myself to try something new because, you know, I was told that you go to school, you get a good job. And then when you retire, that's when you have fun. So I was literally going down such a different pathway of trying to create something that is so different and not really tested as such. There's traditional marketing um, with it, but to build it on, you know, passion and stories and, you know, just what I've believed in myself is so different. So there was still, and there still is today. Like I really just want people to know that no matter where you're at in business, you are going to have stories that you're going to have to (laughs) unravel every single day. Yes. And that's such a good point. Because money stories always come up at different level. Whether you earn multiple six figure, seven figure, eight figure, nine figure, everyone has got a money story. And so I think it's to be able to notice them and to know how to work through them with tools that you're equipped with. And then to move through the ceiling of that money story or to remove or to really, you know, replace them with thoughts that can help you move forward. So I think that's so powerful. And you mentioned also another point around, 
you know, as you grow, you also, you know, realize that your capacity grows as well. You know, a lot of people go, you know, I could only do 10x, but you did 200x. You know, it's like the capacity grow. And the old story doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't hinder you from that growth anymore. I like the part where you pointed out who wants to work with people over 40. And it's, hey, over 40 is the new 30, 40, or 50. Because we acquire so much more knowledge. We acquire so much more wisdom. And we have gone through that with experience that we can actually share to help others collapse time. And I think um, a lot of us want to learn from people who's got experience as well, not just the knowledge base or certifications or, you know, qualifications. We want to learn from people who's gone through the pain point, process it, and then can share, all right, perhaps ideas to actually move forward. So fast forward now, you make 200 plus, you know, times in the income from someone who's filed bankruptcy. What were the key patterns that you noticed in you achieving that multiple level of success over the last few years? Um, really be selective with who you surround yourself with because the I you know there's a thing that's just like in you know, your tribe of you know create your vibe but honestly it's it's like a two way like if you're high vibing and you're really passionate and you've got really big goals and you're surrounded by people who are going to knock you down or maybe not understand you know entrepreneurship like it, it's really important for you to have a tribe that's going to support you because they're going to be their ones not only to celebrate you, but they're going to call you out on your BS because they're going to say, well, you've already done this. Like what's stopping you from doing this, you know, that you said that you're going to do or hold you accountable for it. So I honestly think that me being very selective in who I surround myself with has been the game changer, um, not only personally, but also for my business. Um, and Look, I look. I've got a secret love affair with keeping up with Kardashians, and the Chloe Kardashian says this quote, and it's you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. So be selective with who you share your dreams with, because not only you know they could you know say something, they could you know also hinder the process or put that self doubt again into it. So I think it's you try, but also be really selective of who you share your plans with. And sometimes it's okay just to share it with yourself um, with it. And um, I always say, see it and then just do it. Um, stop doing the trying to work out an action plan and all that sort of stuff. Just take aligned action every single day and it will actually come together um, and you can watch it all become reality. Yeah, it's like, you know, it reminded me also of Walt Disney that he knew how Disneyland worked out already in his vision and he played every single scenario, every stages of it already. So I think a lot of us can really learn from those advice that you just pointed out because number one, separating ourselves from people who pull us down is so important. And that is a, a normal challenge that people encounter because a lot of my clients, that's the first thing they're like, you know, but then I have to leave my network. But you got to separate yourself from others that doesn't support your dream. And mm -hmm. 
craft your vision of success, think, see, visualize them, and make it a reality because we get to choose. It's through our actions, it's through our brain power that things come true as well. So I think, you know, for those of us, maybe sometimes your dream is still there and they're cloudy, but hey, this podcast serves as a very powerful reminder that go dream big and go find people who can support and celebrate and champion your success. And they're secure to do that. They're not afraid about it. Mm. Now, I wanted to ask, when you were growing up, what was your childhood dreams? Uh, I wanted to be an actor or a singer. Um, that's literally what I wanted to do. And, and it's really funny because you said something before, you know, like when we're talking about playing in the playground. So I have this thing that I teach my clients. I go back to childhood. What were you told that you were too much of? And I was always told that I was too loud. And I actually think that that's your superpower. So it's funny that, you know, I wanted to, you know, sing, I wanted to act, all those sorts of things. And in a way, not that I I, I can't hold a tune, um, but, you know, now I get to use my voice to help inspire people. And so it's really interesting how it's all uh, transpired. Yeah, and I love the way you put it because it helps to activate a lot of all those natural talents that we were told to live by template of others already because they only knew and advised through their limitations and they cannot see the future that's awaiting us. And so, you know, for those of us, maybe use this time as going to your playground and discover all those talents that are hidden that you can just expose them because, hey, when you expose them, you can actually monetize them as well. It's interesting when you point that out because I've always been very ambitious and I had hired many coaches that told me I'm too ambitious. And when I reflected back, it's because they were speaking out of their own limitations. And so they don't want me to be overly ambitious because then I'm going to overshadow them and, you know, move past them. And so if you come across people like that, that will always want to hinder you, make you feel small. It's really a sign to then leave them as well. Because the world needs voices. The world needs your story. And what was your favorite subject in school? Oh, um, uh, I loved music. I actually played the clarinet in school. So I really loved music. Um, it, it, it just meant that I... I you know, I got to play an instrument and also listen to beautiful music, but it wasn't like hard study because um, I was not an academic person at all. And so when you craft storytelling, right, what are the techniques that you would use? Because storytelling doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. And it's it's something that's either taught or you need to catch it yourself through learning, through letting your eyes open, your mind wander. Mm-hmm. What would be the most three simplest way for people to go, I can start to open up myself, share my story, because sharing story, a lot of people feel very vulnerable. Sharing story, a lot mm-hmm. of people feel who's going to judge my story. And hey, when it's out there in the public, is actually quite scary. So 
how would you help those who are thinking about sharing their story? Because that is the first few steps that they have to work from the inside out. Yeah, there's a process I sort of go through. The first one is um, it's owning your story. So first of all, like you've actually got to be really comfortable with all the good, the bad, and everything in between in your life that's happened. And it's your story. So you're the only one that needs to own it in front of the mirror. So I take my clients through that whole process. And then you sort of work out, well, what's the boundary of the stories that you're prepared to share um, as well. So, you know, I talk a little bit about my son, but I don't share a lot of information. I don't share a lot of information about relationships. So I've got really healthy boundaries on what I will be prepared to share and what um, I'm not prepared. And then that gets you really comfortable because then you know you've got those healthy boundaries, you've owned everything. But then it's like, well, how do you craft the story? And it's basically asking you this the same question is what's your why? So why did you start your business? Okay, what was the reason why for that? And you just keep asking that why question time and time again. And that allows you to come back to that first little inkling of why you wanted your business. It could have been that you saw a gap in the market, you created something for your kids, or you created something for yourself, or it's simply that you wanted to you know, be at home, you know, and spend more quality time or to travel the world. But you need to keep asking that why. And that's the magic because that's what separates you from everybody else. Mm. And a lot of people are, you know, afraid of showing up as their personal brand. But if your story is your story, your journey is your journey, nobody can take that away from you. And the more you own it, that's your story and you can get really, really comfortable in your own skin. So I really like those steps. And in terms of, you know, how people start to work with you in the media company, because in your world of, you know, storytelling, what else can they explore with you? Yeah, so it sort of works in the twofold. So it could be people who are still working in corporate or, you know, still just in that stage of life where they're just not fulfilled. So I have a coaching program where it's called the Empower Her Program and I work with people to sort of really discover that passion and joy gain and design a life that they love, that they're living on their own terms. So there's that aspect and then there's also working with the people who are dipping their toes you know maybe of like wanting to start a business just not sure how to get that visibility and the visibility part is the storytelling so I'll then work with them how to craft their story and then get them featured in my media platforms as well so I sort of cover the the start of the journey and then also help them get visible and just watch them grow throughout it. And what media platforms um, are available for people who want to pursue the advanced stage? Yeah, so I have um, a YouTube channel and a podcast, but I also have a global magazine and we've got a readership just over 10 million people worldwide. And then I also do co-author books and, you know, giving them that platform where they can actually be a best-selling author as well to, you know, really give them that credibility and, you know, combining the 
the three to four different streams of media is such a powerful impact for them, for them to really gain visibility. And, you know, one of the things that I learned, I was a learning development specialist. And, you know, as people, as human beings, we all consume information so differently. So people need might want to hear you, might people want to see you, they might want to read about you. But the key thing is the like, no trust factor. You've got to, you know, if people can hear you, if they can see you and they can read about you, that like, no trust factor 10Xs so much more quickly. So you can actually build a really solid foundation and working relationship with somebody quicker than what it might take just on social media. Wonderful. So for those of you, either you want to really boost your visibility you know where to find Christy because her details will be in the show notes. And, you know, for those of you who are thinking about storytelling, you might be, you know, in the very early stages, you might entertain the idea of, you know, writing your story and become an author. I think becoming an author is so powerful. And this day and age, your story matters, your voice matters, and you could save a life. And I know, and I speak from experience as well, you know, so I think, I want to encourage our audience to have a few takeaways. Number one, start connecting with Christy because, you know, storytelling is going to play a part in all aspects of our life. Whether you're a professional or you are in your own business, you will really, really resonate with others when you can tell your story. Number two, if you want to advance your visibility, this media, you know, um, methods that you can explore from TV podcasts to magazines to books to um, radio. Go ahead and really explore because I have explored all channels and I can tell you it's so fun. And so let's connect with Christy. Christy, my final question for you today is what would you do with a $100 million check in your inbox? Oh, um, okay. So I am launching what's called the Inspire Awards. So it would go to help promote people who are literally making such a positive impact in the world that are inspiring others, you know, without anything, you know, in return for it. So it would build a foundation to give back to those. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much again, Christy, for sharing your story, for being part of this um, podcast channel and I look forward to know you even more and partner with you so thank you again for being here bye for now thank you bye thank you so much for listening to this episode would you be so kind to share this episode with three friends and I would be so grateful if you could give me a five-star review so I can reach people with my message and I will see you next time. Bye for now.